Hello and welcome to the Creative Worship Leader Podcast, where we elevate the practical side of leading worship, leading people, and harnessing creativity so you can experience divine fulfillment. I'm Dean Mitchum, your host, and I'm so thankful that you joined me. By the way, if you want more information, you can visit deanmitchum.com. Okay, today's episode, we're going to talk about five avoidable experiences that distract the congregation during worship. Now, we appreciate our congregation very much. Most congregations are full of grace, but they appreciate when we practice. I tell our team all the time, the reason that we practice is so the congregation can worship without distraction. And you know what I mean. If they hear things or see things, it can be distracting. And so we want to give them a full experience and freedom to worship God without distracting them with things that we didn't take care of. Okay? Now, um, after many years of leading worship, uh, it seems that these are probably the most common and easily avoidable distractions. So let's get into them, okay? So you could probably come up with your own list off the top of your head, um, but this is something we can all relate to <laughs> and uh, can actually avoid these things. So number one, and all right, all you musicians, don't get mad at me, but this is it, okay? It's not in the order, but it's the first one that we're going to go with. All right, hearing a musician play the wrong chords continuously. Now, most people can hear music. They know when it's right, and most of them know when it's wrong. They may not be able to explain to you what's wrong with it, but they can hear conflicting chords. They can hear conflicting sounds. So when you hear a musician playing the wrong chords continuously, that can be a great distraction during worship. And so how do we avoid that? We learn our songs. And we pay attention to the chord sheet and we make sure we know how to play chords so that we're playing the right chords at the right time. And I appreciate team members who say, hey, guys, we should be playing the right chords together. Why? Because it creates a a wonderful sound and blend of harmonies that supports the song. So we don't want our musicians playing the wrong chords at all, but especially over and over again in the same service. That's quite distracting. Number two, all right, singers, this is for us vocalists, all right, is watching a vocalist who clearly doesn't know the words. And we can try and fake it, but people know when we don't know. <laughs> so that can be a distraction. I mean, I'm supposed to be looking at somebody and, and, you know, singing, and I'm supposed to be leading worship, and yet when I see somebody up there that's not singing or mumbling or drop their mic and looking backwards and... uh it can be a distraction. So uh, once again, our preparation is that we're going to memorize the lyrics. We're going to learn how the song flows so that we can lead the expression of worship and declaration during worship. So, okay. All right. Now, here we go. Number three. All right. So we're talking to our media technicians. We're talking to those who help us with our lyrics. Is seeing a screen with no words or the wrong words displayed for a long period of time. Now, as we like to describe around here, this is another instrument, and our team does a great job. And so what they do is they try to see themselves as an instrument. So that means they have to play the right chords or play the right words at the right time. And some things that can happen is when you see the wrong words or no words and you realize, uh-oh, that's a distraction. Even if you as a con- congregational worshiper know the words, you realize there's nothing up there, something's wrong, and it can be distracting. So that's the third one, okay? Number four, this is for our sound team, okay? Uh, 
wondering what's going on during a solo because they can't hear that person above everything else. So you may have a one person singing a solo, but if they can't be heard, people are wondering what in the world is going on. Are they singing? What are they singing? I can't hear what they're singing. Um, am I supposed to be singing with them? What's going on? I have no uh, understanding of what's going on. So our sound crew, uh, they again are like instrument players. They bring up the, the sound volume when it's time. They know who to bring up. They know who to blend. But it's distracting for a congregation when everybody else is kind of uh, leaning back and letting the soloist go forward, and you can't hear the soloist. You don't even know what's going on. Okay? So I think pretty much we've tagged our musicians. We've tagged our vocalists. We've tagged our media team, and we've tagged our uh, sound crew. Now let's talk to the worship leader. Okay? Number five, the congregation, all right, when they're feeling unsure of what the worship leader is doing because they're not displaying any clear signs of direction. All right, worship leader, when can this occur? This can occur between songs, all right? This can occur when you're playing something prophetically and the people don't understand what's going on. This also can concur, excuse me, this also can occur in the middle of a song when you don't know if you're going to repeat that course or you're going to repeat that verse and you don't give direction for it, okay? So clear signs of direction is engagement. When you're leading worship, the congregation, when you're engaged and you're stepped forward and you got that microphone and the instrument and you're going for it, that is a clear sign of direction. When you are not and you step back and you're not in, involved, that lets them know, okay, we're neutral. What are we doing here? So the congregation can feel unsure when the worship leader is not displaying any clear signs of direction. It also goes to the worship team. They can get confused when you're not displaying any signs of clear direction. Okay, so... Today's more of a short episode, but these are things that we want to go over during practice. These are things that we want to spend time on before we get on the platform so the congregation can worship without distraction. So as a summary, very quickly, here we go. Number one, hearing a musician play their own chords continuously. Number two, watching a vocalist who, who certainly doesn't know the words, clearly doesn't know the words. Number three, seeing a screen with no words or wrong words displayed for a long period of time. Number four, Wondering what's going on during a solo because you can't hear the soloist. And number five, feeling unsure of what the worship leader is doing because they're not displaying any clear signs of direction. Once again, our worshiping congregation, they're very gracious and they understand that things happen now and then. But if these things remain a distraction, then it's obvious that we're not doing our best. Okay? Again, these experiences can be best avoided if we take the time to practice. So we can serve our congregation without distracting them. Well, that's it for this episode of The Creative Worship Leader. Please visit DeanMitchum.com. You can follow me on Instagram and and, uh, like me on Facebook. And remember, until next time, live your life creatively as worship unto God.